The Lord's put this on my heart for a little while, and I feel like today's the day. And I want to preach for a moment on a message entitled, A Cry for Mercy. A Cry for Mercy. Somebody say mercy. How many of you could use some mercy today? What's mercy? Compassion shown to you, to me. Compassion. I feel him here right now. Just lift your hands and thank him for that mercy right now. If you've ever been shown any mercy in your life from the Lord or maybe somebody, would you just thank him for it right now? Lord, if it had not been you on my side, where would I be today? I need your mercy. I need your grace today. Hallelujah. Come on, just keep that hand up and love on him right now. I feel him here. Come on, just worship him. The presence of the Lord is in this room. Hallelujah. I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need your hand leading the way. I can't make it without you, not for one day, cause I need your mercy, I need your grace, oh, I need your mercy, I need your grace. I need your hand leading the way. I can't make it without you, not for one day. Oh, I need your mercy, and I need your... Come on, sing it with me this morning. Say, I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need your hand. Can't make it without him. Can't make it without you. Not for one day. Oh, I need your mercy. And I need your, come on, lift it up again. Say, I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need your hand leading the way. I can't make it without you. Not for one day. I need your mercy, I need your grace. Come on, lift your hands, and if you need his grace and mercy, would you just lift your hands one more time and say, Lord, I need it today. Psalms 23 says, surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody thank Him right now. Somebody thank Him. You didn't deserve it, but He extended it to you mercy in your time of despair, in your time of need. But <laughs> you may have not even been living right. And your life could have been snatched from you in that moment and you could have been in the pits of hell right now, but because of His mercy, He spared you. He was watching over you. He was looking out for you. Mercy. Mercy. Hallelujah. There's a man in the name of the Bible who needed mercy. The Bible said... He cried out for mercy. He said, Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And this man's name was blind Bartimaeus, as we know him. And you know his story today. And I want to share just a little bit about blind Bartimaeus, because somebody in here today needs mercy. Somebody in this room needs to cry out for mercy today. The Bible says in Mark 10, verse 46, they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise up. He's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said unto him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road, or the King James, I believe, says, in the way. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for mercy. And I thank you for this word that I feel turning over in me right now. I know that it's a word for right now for somebody. God, I'm needing your touch. I'm leaning on you. Anoint me in a manner that, Lord, I'll be effective today. I can communicate it in the manner you'd have me to. And I pray for a special anointing upon this people to not only hear it, but to understand it and to respond to it today. I believe this is somebody's divine moment. And I believe people are going to leave this place different than they came in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Again, mercy is simply compassion, kindness being shown. Notice in the scripture that I read, Jesus' response to blind Bartimaeus was this. He said, your faith has made you whole. We know that Romans 12 and 3 speaks of the measure of faith that God has given you. Do you know that every one of us in this room have faith today? We've all been given a measure of faith. 
If we can somehow get the operation of faith working in our lives just like blind Bartimaeus did, then Jesus can do for you and Jesus can do for me what he did for blind Bartimaeus no matter how impossible it may seem today. It takes faith to please God and only faith can release God's miracles in our lives. I want you to notice with me what the Bible says was happening here. Blind Bartimaeus was sitting. He was sitting by the highway side begging. If you think about it, the highway is a place that takes you somewhere. It's a place that is normally busy with traffic going up and down the road. It's a place for people who have purpose and agendas and places they have to be and things they have to do and places they have to go. The highway is a tool for them to get from point A to point B. But blind Bartimaeus, the Bible says, was sitting on the side of the road, on the side of the highway, and sitting implies today a life that has no motion. There's no motion. There's no activity. Sitting means you're still. You're not making headway. You're not going anywhere. You're sitting while everybody else is passing you by. And he was sitting there, no motion. He has no vision. His life has no motion. And the Bible says he's by the highway side or the way he's by the wayside. Somehow Bartimaeus's life has gotten off track. Somewhere along the road of the road of life has veered him off into a ditch somewhere and now he's on the side of the road while everybody else is on the road on their way to their destiny, on their way to their purpose, on their way and he's just sitting there while life seems to be passing by. Can I ask you today, has there anybody ever felt that way? Everybody else is going on and doing good but you're stuck sitting there while they pass you by the Bible says he was in the wayside but I'm thankful today that Jesus notices people who are in the wayside in the book of Mark chapter 4, you know the story about the parable of the sower. We've often heard the story of the seed falling by the wayside in a negative sense, and I understand that. But if you'll understand that there are people in the wayside too, you'll begin to see it a little bit differently. Because I'm glad that when the sower began to sow seed, he was not just looking for holy people and righteous people and perfect people who had everything together and people who did not have any problems. But I'm glad when the sower began to sow the seed, he let some of it fall by the wayside because there's somebody on the wayside. Their life has gotten off track. They've been hurt. They've been devastated. They've been crushed. They've been abused. And their life is in the ditch of life. And the only thing that will get them off the wayside and back on the road in the highway of life is the word of God. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. 
And I've got good news for you today. If your life has gotten off track and you're on the wayside, you're in the wayside of drugs and addictions and bondages and depression, if you're in the ditch of sadness, if you're on the wayside of sorrow and sin and bondage and bitterness and resentment and hurt feelings and tradition and sickness and sorrow, I've come to tell somebody today, right now, in this service, he's got seed coming and falling by the wayside and all it's going to take is one word of God to lift you up out of the ditch of life to put you back on the highway all it's going to take is one little seed of the word of God that's going to come by and lift you up if you believe that give God a good praise right here because we admit it or not every one of us has been on the wayside at some point and needed the word come on to help us The Bible said he was not only on the wayside sitting there, but the Bible says he was also sitting there begging. During the day of Jesus, under Roman authority, they issued beggars a beggar's garment. According to the scholars and the historians, it was a long white robe that had huge red stripes on it. And one of the reasons they would give this to beggars is it told people that that, that when they saw them, that person was really a true, genuine beggar. They had the right to be where they're at. They had the right to be on the side of the road. They had a right to have their hand extended asking for help, asking for money, begging for this and that. The beggar's garment, the robe, gave them basically a license. It gave them the, the, the right to beg, the right to be in the ditch of life and blind Bartimaeus had a right to be there the government had said he did they had made it okay they had gave him a garment that identified him as that and people would see him with this garment on and understand he's got a right to be there that's where he deserves to be that's where he ought to be can I tell you many times when you talk with people they will try to convince you that they have a right to be discouraged they have a right to be depressed they have a right to be an alcoholic they have a right to be a drug addict they have a right to be bitter because of that they have a right to hold unforgiveness in their heart because how they've been done they have a right to get angry they have a right to have suicidal thoughts they have a right because I've been talked about I was born into poverty you don't understand everything I've been through I've been abused I've been neglected I've been talked about and in today's society Society, watch this. Children who have parents that have alcoholics, many people say, well, their children have a right to be an alcoholic too. But then Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, comes along in a service like this and he messes up your little old pity party and Jesus comes and says, I know you think you've got a right to be down today. I know you think you've got a right to be depressed today. I know you think you've got a right to struggle with alcohol and drugs and addictions. I know you think you've got a right to be hopeless today. I know you think you've got a 
right to let suicidal thoughts enter your mind and tell you you might as just well check out because nobody understands and nobody cares. But when Jesus is near like he is, I feel the Holy Ghost. When Jesus is near like he is in this service, all of a sudden you've got to give up your rights. You've got to give up your license to be in the state of mind you're in. Oh, praise God. Some of you will never get deliverance until you make up your mind. I don't have a right to sit here in defeat today. You've got to do something about it. I don't have to take this. I know nobody expects much out of me, but the word said even though he had a beggar's garment that said I belong here, he heard about Jesus. He said, basically he's saying, I've got a right to poke my lip out. I've got a right to drink me a fifth of liquor. I've got a right to wallow in my depression. I've got a right to feel like nobody likes me. I've got a right to feel like God can't forgive me. I'm going to beg. I've got, I've got a right to beg. I've got a right to be. I've got a cloak, a garment that says I can But let me tell you today, church, you better be careful what you hear. Yes, he had a right to be there according to the government. But he heard about Jesus. And faith always begins with hearing, the Bible says. And that day he didn't hear about religion. He didn't hear about a denomination. He didn't hear about programs. He didn't hear about traditions. He didn't hear about buildings. He didn't hear about lights. He didn't hear about smoke. He didn't hear about this name or that famous person or this program. He heard about Jesus. I wish somebody would shout Jesus. And it's time that we begin again proclaiming that name again above every other name, above every Every other thing, Jesus. Because it's still Jesus who can touch you today. And when he heard Jesus, the Bible says he began to cry out, Son of David, have what on me? Mercy. Mercy. And just like people in the enemy will do you, as soon as he began to cry out, a great crowd of people to him, shh, shh, calm down. Hold your peace. Be quiet. Don't you know there'll always be somebody who'll want you to stay where you're at? For you to never be able to move on, get free, go to higher levels and break through and experience all God's... Don't you know some people want you to stay stuck? Especially the enemy. Stay where you are. You've got a license. You were hurt. Oh, poor old you. You've been through so much trauma in your life. You've been done. You just stay right there. It's okay. For you bless God, it's not okay. My God did not design me to live in a ditch. My God did not design me to stay depressed. No matter what has happened to me, no matter what, he's designed you and I to be overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. He's designed us to succeed. He's designed us to overcome and if the enemy can get you and me to hold our peace and not praise and not confess and not worship not declare victory then he can keep you right where you're at
some of you here today in this room and some of you who will watch this message a little later today from wherever you're at, some of you are wrapped up in garments and the last thing the enemy wants you to do is to start speaking victory, to start praising God, to start saying, Lord, I need your mercy. Somebody do it right now. Somebody, Listen, we don't have to wait till the altar right now. There's, a, that, that, there's an anointing on this right now. Hear me. Somebody in this place, if you need mercy and you're in the midst of a rough patch in your life, the enemy's telling you just be quiet in this service. Don't let anybody know you're struggling right now. But come on, at some point, if you want to get out, if you want to get out of the ditch and back on the road and on your way to your destination, at some point, you've got to get rid of the thoughts of I too worried about what he or she says you've got to discard that throw up your hands open your mouths like he didn't say have mercy on me have mercy when they came against him and told him to hold his peace what did he do okay okay no the Bible says he cried the louder when the pressure got on for him just to hold his peace and stay where he was at, he got radical. Doubt, unbelief, depression is the opposite of faith. They speak of what is happening right now. And there's a lot of that going on right now in this season we're in. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of unbelief. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of discouragement. But that's the opposite of faith, church. That's how we feel. That's our emotions. That's what we see in our world and our community and at the gas pump. And That's what we see and we hear on the news. That's what we feel. But if you want the operation of faith to move in your life, you've got to start acting like this man did. You've got to start saying what God says about the battles that you're in. And the Bible says he cried the louder. He couldn't watch this. He's blind. He could not see, but he started moving. He couldn't see where he was going, but he started moving. And the Bible said when he cried out, Jesus stopped and stood still. When he cried out, Jesus spoke and said, be of good cheer. In other words, don't be afraid. Then Jesus said, arise. Notice Jesus' call is always an upward call. Arise. And Jesus called him. See, when you call on the Lord, He'll call you back. And the blind man is by the wayside. He hears. Faith comes by hearing. His faith is starting to get activated. And what you hear, you've got to start speaking. Saying. He stood up. He started moving toward Jesus. He's blind. He can't see. But how many know the Bible says we don't walk by? Hey, we don't walk by our sight, but we walk by our faith. We don't need sight. We don't need to be able to see to get to Jesus. All we need is faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And there comes a point when you hear his voice, even though it may look 
foggy and you can't see good and understand, but you hear his voice and you get up from where you're at and you begin to move. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what might happen, even if you might bump into something, even if you might hit this, he was moving. I can see him in my mind out there. He was moving around trying to get to Jesus, listening for his voice, getting it. He couldn't see. Perhaps he stumbled over a rock. Perhaps he bumped into the crowd. There's no telling what he might have run into. I'm sure he was nervous, but we don't walk, we don't, we don't move by sight. We walk by faith, and faith begins when we begin to hear, and he's acting like he's healed before he gets his miracle. But then he really gets radical. Watch this. Can you see it with me? As people out there, hey, hush, be quiet. You're making a fool of yourself. You're embarrassing. You're, just calm down. But he, he, he's already cried out one time. He's cried out louder. Now he's blind. He's got up. He's moving around like a blind man trying to get to Jesus. But that's not, it doesn't stop there with him. The Bible said he's out there blind, stumbling, feeling his way. And he starts to take off his coat. He starts to remove, and I'm going to take mine off for just an illustration purpose. He starts to remove the beggar's garment that was given to him by the government that said, you have the right to beg. It's okay. You deserve to be able to beg. You're not going to get in trouble for it. That's who you are. Life's dealt you a blow. You're going through a tough time. But he began to take the beggar's garment off, his right to be blind, his right to beg, his right to be depressed, his right. Don't you know that was a big step of faith? To remove something that gave you the authority and the right that had been sustaining his life and providing food in his belly and alms and money to meet his needs. He was forfeiting that. That's faith. That's radical faith. And there comes a point when God's voice can overcome what the enemy's told you that you have a right to be and you have to cast it off. And when Jesus calls your name, you cast it off. Now he's, he's really looking all crazy. And I like the fact he took it off and he just cast that thing off on the ground. Too many times we think Jesus should just walk up to us and, and take off whatever that is that's holding us back, that's got us bound and down and out. Too many times we think He should cast it off. But hear me today, there's some things that you have got to cast off in the name of Jesus. When you say, Lord, I've done all I can do, now it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And somebody in this room today needs to cast it off. I don't know what it is, but you need to cast. I hear the Lord say and tell them, cast it off. Take it off. Get it off today in the name of Jesus. You've been waiting on him just to come on and just take care of everything. You've got to do something. Throw it away. You don't have a right to be where you're at right now because you, you're hearing about Jesus this morning. And as you're hearing about Jesus, your faith is being stirred right now. Jesus is here.
this garment laying here, his garment that was laying over there, it means I'm not going back there anymore. I'm casting that thing off and I'm tossing it to the side and I refuse to go back to that place in my life. And if you've always got a plan B, you'll never, you'll never experience God's supernatural. See, we're, we're, we're good about that. We get plan A, but we always want a backup plan if that don't work. I'm here today. I don't have a plan B. It's sink or swim for this pastor. I'm all in. And if God don't help me, I'm in trouble. It's plan A. And that's all I got. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? You may have a plan B and you, you go through it. Some people have plan A. I'm going to get the victory over this addiction. I'm going to get the big victory over this depression I'm going through. I can do this. I can. And then you take a step back and go through struggle and you return. And your plan B is, well, I'll just take a little. I'll just do a little. And before you know it, you're back in the same. You do. You go up and you go down. You take two steps forward and three steps back. Does anybody, you've got to get to the point to where you make up your mind and you say I'm tired of this way of life I know Jesus can help me I'm going to cast this thing off I'm not going back to that it's sink or swim in this service if God don't come through for me then I don't know what I'm going to do but I'm going to activate my faith in him and lay it all on the line I'm tired of this I'm tired of depression I'm tired of suicidal thoughts I'm tired of hopelessness I'm tired of addictions I'm tired of the devil attacking my home. I'm casting it off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, worship team, come help me. I want to make one more point and I'm going to close. Jesus asked the man what seemed like a crazy question. Seems crazy because it seems obvious. He was blind. He couldn't see, right? Jesus knew that. <laughs> How many knows Jesus knows everything about us? And Jesus knew he was blind, but he asked him the question anyway. He said, what should I do unto you? And the blind man answered, I, you know, I want to be healed. I want to see. You got to understand that Jesus, though, was wanting him to prove his own self-determination here. And there will come a point in a time in your life or perhaps even in this service now or in a moment when Jesus will ask you that question too. and He'll ask you, what is it that you need? What is it that you want? And as long as you want to stay depressed, as long as you want to stay on the wayside and let everything else in all of life continue to pass you by, you can stay there as long as you want. But what do you want today, church? Do you want help from God? If you do, you've got to get real and honest with the Lord and make it plain today. And say, Father, I've got a problem today. I, can't, I cannot control it. I cannot handle it anymore. I've tried. 
done everything I could. Somebody's tried everything. You've prayed every prayer you can. You've prayed every scripture. You've went to counselors. You've called friends. You've stayed up. You've fasted. You've tried to fix it yourself. But you're in this service that I don't know who this is for, but you're in a place where you're at your wit's end. In this service, you came into this place. God, if I don't get help today, I can't take it anymore. And the blind man said, I want to receive my sight. Jesus said, What do you want? I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said, your faith, when you got up and couldn't see blind Bartimaeus, when you got up and began to move, and when you threw your coat, your right to beg on the ground, when you kept crying the louder, that's faith. See, when you get detailed and specific about what you need, that's faith. Because you don't get that detailed about your need unless you expect a miracle. And he said, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the Bible says immediately, not an hour later, not a day later, not a month later, but immediately he was healed. And I love how the story ends. The Bible says he followed Jesus in the way. He followed Jesus in the way. Watch this. His life had gotten off track, off the way, but now he followed Jesus in the way. His life had been put back on track. His life had been put back together. He had cast off and left his beggar's garment where he threw it off. He didn't go back and get it and say, oh, I feel good right now. I can see, but what if I get blind again? I, I'm not better hold on to it. Just that's not faith, my friend. Faith is casting that thing off and walking away from it, never looking back, never going back and putting your tough soul trust in hope in Jesus Christ and that's what God told me to tell somebody has got to do today you've been off track long enough and he cares so much for you that he brought this word to you today it's time to cast it off and walk away from it once and for all